Africa Business Report. The African Business Focus with Bruce Whitfield is brought to you by SAA, celebrating 90 years, connecting dreams, bridging continents, and soaring higher. We're now covering Africa Business Focus, some of the business stories that came through from the continent. We're going to be doing that with Diana Games, Chief Executive at Africa at Work, a business consultancy that's going to be taking us through some of the biggest headlines that have come through on the continent in terms of business and other interesting stories. We'll be covering that with you shortly. The Money Show with Motel Haripe on Kato. Another great story that came through on the market today was SARS gunning for Sasfin, of course, that 4.6 billion rand slapped on Sasfin today, coming through 4.9 billion rand rather in terms of damages claims uh, from SARS to Sasfin. Sasfin has received an almost 5 billion rand claim uh, from the South African Revenue Service, described as unprecedented in South African law by Sasfin. Uh, CEO at Sasfin, Michael Sassoon, says the group emphatically rejects the claim and has vowed to defend a matter in a process that could take several years. Now, in terms of what this claim is about, is the damages claim related to the expatriation of money uh, going back to 2014, in which a criminal syndicate colluded with former employees of Sasfin Bank, who mostly worked in its foreign exchange department, to allegedly launder money and bypass foreign exchange laws. Now, SARS has come knocking, uh, hitting Sasfin with a 4.9 billion rand claim. Sasfin has vowed to fight the claim, which which arises from SARS' purported inability to collect income tax, value-added tax, and penalties owed by SASFIN clients that were allegedly part of an international criminal syndicate. This, of course, might play itself out for a very, very long time in South African courts. Let's now cover other stories that have come through uh, on the, the continent and looking at the Africa Business Focus. Diana Games, uh, Chief Executive at Africa at Work, joining us for those stories. Uh, in Vic Falls, uh, Diana's uh, to cover UN Economic Commission for Africa Conference of Ministers of Finance. What's happening there? Well, it hasn't started yet. Um, it's actually uh, starting tomorrow. So I'm afraid no big headlines, as you had promised earlier. But um, <laughs> uh, I think it's it's sometimes it's just worth sort of having a, a bird's eye view into this kind of pan-African bureaucracies. And in this case, the um, Economic Commission for Africa, this is the annual meeting uh, by ministers of finance, planning and economic development from across the continent, literally South Sudan to South Africa to Marrakesh, et cetera. So, um, so it's, a, it's, it's an interesting kind of discussion about, about, um, uh, you know, what, what, what keeps them maybe not awake at night. That might be a bit strong, but certainly what is occupying, um, the, the kind of pan African, um, schedule of, of, of events. And the main theme of this, uh, this week's meeting is, is financing, uh, green economies in Africa, closing the finance gap, et cetera. But it's also addressing, there's some sort of hot topics like addressing the debt question, which has really been a big issue in Africa and still is over the past year or two. Um, and, and the perennial, which is domestic resource uh, mobilization, which includes, you know, how to get more taxes, how to raise uh, the, the level of, of, of taxes in these countries. I mean, South Africa is one of the highest in, on the continent, uh, but there's many, even Nigeria is one of the, has one of the lowest tax, uh, mobilized tax payment rates in, on the continent. So it's a huge issue across, across Africa. And, and of course, you know, we're looking at self-financing. That has been a, a theme of this, of these meetings. 
meetings for some time is how do we become as African countries more self-sufficient? Um, and I, I don't know whether there's been really much progress in these ways, but, uh, you know, these are the kind of issues. And also just looking at the, I think another perennial is, uh, redoing the or, or reshaping the, the, um, global financial architecture. You know, we want Africa, more African presence, et cetera, in that. And that has been something that's been raised before. Um, and I think Africa is getting a lot more assertive about those issues as time goes on. But we'll see, as I say, it's, it's just starting now, but I think, you know, these are, it's a kind of a, a look into this, this world. And of course, being hosted in Victoria Falls, which is typically these conferences are, it's an annual event, are hosted in, in African sort of capitals or, or large cities. So Victoria Falls is a new type of destination for these hundreds of bureaucrats pouring in here. And, um, uh, you know, it's, I think the Zimbabwe fought quite hard to, to have it and have it in Victoria Falls. Um, and of course, this is a bit of a downtime in tourism. So post Christmas and so on. So it's actually the town is, is full. The hotels are full, um, of all these, with all these people. And, um, so that's really, that's really good for the, for the town. And of course, President Monangagwa will be attending, um, on Monday. Um, and, uh, the last time I bumped into as it were, President Monagagwa in, in in Victoria Falls was about two years ago when I got pushed off the road by his 30-strong car cavalcade um, as he rushed to open yet another conference. I suspect we'll see a, a repeat of that on, on Monday when he, when he rushes into the venue in high kind of um, style. Here I was, Diana, thinking you actually shook hands and had a, a short conversation, but you were pushed off the road. Of course, uh, the Vic Falls, a, a great backdrop in terms of this particular conference, but uh, food insecurity in Zim- insecurity rather in Zimbabwe is still uh, quite high. The World Food Program uh, putting a lot of focus on that, and hopefully some of those issues uh, will get tackled in this particular uh, conference. And then the African Development Bank 2024 report saying 11 of the 20 fastest growing economies in the world in 2024 will be in Africa. South Africa, clearly not amongst those. We've been struggling in terms of getting that up. Yes, South Africa, definitely not. In fact, none of, well, I mean, uh, Nigeria, South Africa, the big economies in sub-Saharan Africa are not on that list. It is quite a quite a diversified list. And we're talking, I think, the highest, uh, interestingly, the highest Forecast. These remember these are forecasts. Uh, the high, highest forecast growth is with uh, Niger, which is interestingly under really struggling under ECOWAS sanctions after the coup d'état last year. Um, and uh, but they are looking to export gas this year. And and a lot of the a lot of the companies in this top list are in some way linked to the oil and gas industry. You know, we're still looking at an Africa dominated by resources at some or other level. Although you're seeing that, you know, some of the the players in the in the top of that list are like Senegal and Cote d'Ivoire, which are much more diversified economies. So that's a a good thing. We only see a, a breakdown of of you know oil and gas. Um, still being a big driver, but but it's not the only driver as it has been, or or not such a uh, hasn't created such a dependency as it has, for example, in Nigeria, um, Angola, and other countries like that. So Libya is also in that list. Um, also have been through tough times uh, over the last decade or and more, but um, now are starting to reaping the benefits again of its of its hydrocarbons um, industry. Uganda is looking finally at I think um, exporting its first oil um, next year. So there's a lot of oil and gas kind of stuff happening there, but it also includes countries like um, Ethiopia, which is benefiting from um, 
uh, you're opening up its economy, I think is long awaited by many investors. Um, and despite the war, it's still, it's still, even though it's coming off a fairly low base. And one has to remember that, you know, GDP figures don't exist in isolation. Um, and Rwanda, which is always a player given its highly innovative, effective economy. Um, so it's, it's all good news. And I think they, they're also predicting that the, the continent, continental growth will be higher than the, the global average. And I think that's probably no surprise. We're seeing a lot of issues, um, and, and a lot of predictions of low growth and, and in fact, um, a, a real slump in, in parts of, of the uh, sort of international um, global picture. So let's hope it pans out that way. As I say, eventually, you know, it might, a lot of these might be off the low base, but, the, you know, as the old adage goes, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. So we'll see. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely good news uh, given that it's diversified economies from the African continent and not just Nigeria and South Africa as has been the usual story. That was African business focus. Uh, Diana Games, chief executive at Africa at Work, uh, covering uh, those uh, leading stories coming through on the continent.